0: And welcome back to the Heather McCoy Show. Joining me on the line is Robert Larson. He comes to us from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest. Welcome to the show, Robert.
1: Hey, Heather. Hello. Always hey.
0: Fun to- no, oh, It's always great to talk about what's happening in the IE or from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest. Um, one of the news sources, uh, The Californian, was a standalone newspaper. UT San Diego bought them out, and within a year... They're not a standalone newspaper anymore. Massive layoffs, nothing new in the newspaper industry. But uh, it's uh, one of those trends that, you know, the IE is just like the rest of America.
1: Yeah, it's it's sad. You and I have talked about this uh, subject on air and off the air. It was just a thing that we find sad and troubling is this media consolidation, corporate America, gobbling things up and eliminating things that have any sort of uh, local flair or local flavor. And The Californian was a uh, local paper that covered southwest Riverside County, kind of Temecula Valley area. And, um, and, you know, I wouldn't say it was a great paper, but it was a decent paper, and it, it, it great for that thing that it did as far as covering local news. And uh, people really... A lot of people in the area really liked it because it covered local sports. Uh, high school sports are really big out in this area, and they wanted to get the up, you know, the reports on that. And then next day, a daily newspaper, and that's kind of gone by the wayside. What, what happened about yeah, about a year ago? The um, UT San Diego bought uh, the Californian. They also bought the Escondido-based North County Times, and. The writing was on the wall for anybody that was paying attention. They they let the Californian stay as a standalone paper for almost a year, but what they did is they cut back staff and they cut back hours. Uh, one of the things they did is that they created a 2 p.m. deadline, which is not good for a daily newspaper. So that means that any sporting events that end after 2 p.m. would not be in the next day's paper. So if you wanted to find out how your local high school did, you would have to wait almost two days to get that news. So this was lame, and they were losing uh, readers because of this. And, of course, these entities, uh, UT San Diego, they don't know Southwest Riverside County. They don't know the Temecula area and just weren't doing it properly. I would
0: argue that Doug Manchester, the man that owns UT San Diego, doesn't know San Diego. (laughs) Yeah,
1: he's not not a newspaper guy, right?
0: Yeah, no, he owns a hotel and he's making it wealthy, and he's an a hole.
1: Yeah, so it's about it's this kind of like bottom line kind of thing. It's a short term bottom line kind oh, of yeah. thing. Oh yeah, you and I know that long term they they'll just be out of the newspaper business altogether or, or media in general, just because they're they're interested in short term profits. But uh, so the. The California now is like we've seen this in Orange County with the Orange County Register. We've seen it with other papers. They buy up these little guys and let them stand alone for a short period of time and, of course, don't run them properly and then just decide that what they do is they take their main paper, in this case, the UT San Diego, and uh, if you subscribe to it and you live in that southwest riverside county area you get that sort of local news that's just incorporated into the big paper and it's not a standalone paper any longer yeah that's that's exactly what has happened and a lot of people are sad and it's really funny uh the we're trying to get some quotes from the uh people of uh what's the guy's name george uh Bonneros, marketing director of UT San Diego, and it was, yeah, one of those typical things where no comment or doesn't return calls, that kind of thing, and wouldn't say if uh, the level of coverage of the area would be dis- diminished, because you and I both know it probably will be, um, said that they, they're going to maintain an office in Temecula to serve its local customers, but no mention of news coverage of the area. Uh, the entire staff at the uh, Temecula office of the Californian was let go. Eight journalists lost their jobs. Uh, several sales staff. Typical. We've heard this over and over, Heather. It's uh, it's really sad, and, and that's up close and personal here in Temecula area. Just
0: yeah, that is really sad because these eight journalists have institutional memories of what happens in that area, and you lose
1: that. Yeah. So it's. Here we
0: go again. Yeah, here we go again. And uh, just uh throw another gallon of water on Doug Manchester, he actually gave tons of money to support Prop 8. So the guy is a bastard. Okay, so moving on. Um, he owns UT San Diego, by the way. Uh, moving on. So uh, four Marines murdered and tortured a couple. This was, I think, in 2008. And it's uh, it occurred in French Valley just outside of Temecula. Uh the prosecutor saying that they were the intent was robbing people and they had planned it to be uh humiliation of the kill kind of thing where they wanted to see their victims die a horrible death, so the trial is just starting now
1: yeah, well, I mean, I think it's uh, it's been going i think for some weeks now, but it's kind of winding down uh but you know these things are big crimes like this big cases they a lot of times take quite a while to actually go to trial and yeah i think it was first uh, set up or with the the charges were uh i mean obviously it's murder and all this but the sort of uh how they create a narrative for it they were saying that these guys went to rob these people and something kind of went wrong and then them but now the prosecutor in the case is is very clearly stating that uh, yeah these guys were uh, Marines by day uh, criminals by night and committing robberies they, they had committed others but um, were doing committing this specific crime uh, as a sort of thrill kill kind of exercise and that they went there specifically to not just rob them, but to torture and murder them. And this couple that had uh, just recently been married, they were all um, also uh, Marines. And uh, if I have that correctly, uh, have that correct. Uh, anyway, but yeah, they were, um, with the prosecutor saying, they went to the house and bound the couple. And then sort of made sure that nobody was coming, that no 911 call had been placed, and that so therefore they were free to do what they wanted. And the way the prosecutor is putting this is that uh, they uh, were committing this crime uh, because they enjoyed humiliating their victims, seeing the fear in their eyes. Uh, It's about the enjoyment of the entire experience, he's saying. Uh, And what they did, yeah, when they found out that it looked like – the security system had been disabled, nobody was going to come, that it was party time, quote, is what the prosecutor's saying. The only thing limiting them, he said, was their own sadistic creativity. And so, yeah, there was a, a, a sexual assault on the female victim. There was torture of both of them. They were bound, uh, and he, the prosecutor saying that they may have been put through this ordeal for like an hour and a half. So
0: oh, that's horrible.
1: Pretty nasty people. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, another, um, kind of gruesome crime in this area that has uh, been committed by Marines and not to say that Marines are, are generally bad people because they're not. And, but there just have been a few cases in this area of Marines based at camp Pendleton, uh, that, uh, have been in some horrific uh, situations.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the Bondage Club and there's something else, but it's not coming to mind.
1: Yeah, we've talked about a few of these, Heather. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. It's never been reported in any of these stories that I've uh, seen, uh, but I do speculate—just personal speculation—is that some of these Marines may have been uh, involved in conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan, and maybe have been through some pretty nasty stuff themselves, and maybe have uh, are suffering from PTSD, you know, none of this is brought up in, in any of these cases, and, and, it, and it may not be the case at all.
0: Oh, but, yeah, it, 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 that could uh, not be the case at all, but yeah, it's worth looking into, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so our last story, a murder-suicide in like Elsinore follows a pattern that you've been noticing uh, middle-aged people um, offing themselves, because it's really hard to find a job in this economy still.
1: Yeah, their um, murder suicide case over in uh, Lake Elsinore. They um, couple, they're Danny Weeks and Doreen Weeks, a married couple. Then they're saying that, that I believe that the husband, Danny, killed the wife and then killed himself. And these murder suicide crimes, they, they happen, and uh, they suicide in general is. Often, or primarily it's younger people that do it, yes, over the statistics seem to be bearing out that over the recent years that more middle aged and older people have been committing suicide, and one of the reasons given is that people are having a tough time getting by uh, financially making ends meet okay economy. and that and they, they don't say that that's what happened here in fact they're they're still looking for information on this story. But it just was something that I thought was uh, – because it's happened elsewhere in the country, these types of situations, people are just – they can't take it anymore. Yeah. And it's like, let's let's just end it all.
0: Because when you have been unemployed for such a long time – I mean, 2008 is when the stock market crashed and all that stuff, and you're still unemployed five years later. I mean, it's got to look pretty bleak as far as your outcome look is going.
1: Oh, yeah, almost, well, not almost everybody, but so many people I know are are, are feeling this to some degree. Yeah. Uh, because they're either, they've been out of work for a long time or they're just not even making nearly the money they made pre-2008. Yeah,
0: and yeah. I think you and I fall in that latter category, and it's rough.
1: Yeah, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and it's just like you, the jobs that are out there, they just don't pay. Yeah. <laughs> And you you and I can Go on got- forever
0: about that, right? Right <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, Robert Larson He joins us from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest uh, Thank you for bringing on the show this week It's my pleasure Okay, this is the Heather McCoy Show